Do you want to get cognitive dissonance streamed to your iPhone or BlackBerry? If so, download Stitcher free today at Stitcher.com. So for the intro this time, uh, we're going to do something a little different. Tomorrow, uh, we're recording on Saturday this week. It's uh, June 16th. Tomorrow, on June 17th, I've been married at that point for 12 years. Got married in 2000. And uh, when I got married, and I know, Tom, Tom you were you're my best, uh, one of my best men. I don't know what they call, what do they call those, groomsmen? Is that it, groomsmen? I think so. Yeah. I stood up and wore a You, you wore a, a thing, a and you stood by me, I don't know, just product. to protect me from her family, <laughs> I think. I don't know. I'll take a bullet yeah. for you, man. <laughs> why you even do that sort of thing these days? Like, I, I what I don't know. I wonder why people aren't armed. You know what I mean? Like, you should be armed. You should have, you should have had a sword armed. or something. Yeah, no, I had an Uzi yeah. hidden in my jacket the whole <laughs> it time, taped to your back, just in case shit got real. Right? Absolutely. You know? Yeah. Uh, so, so you were there, but what? What? I got married in a Catholic church. Now, to to, to bring people up to speed, my wife when I first met her was uh, was Catholic, uh, pretty devout Roman Catholic, and we had decided we had talked beforehand about where we were going to get married. And we went back and forth about what we were going to do, how we were going to do it. There was a lot of pressure on us to get married in a church. Now, I had initially wanted to get married outside, and I think Sarah was on the same page as me, but uh, there was a lot of pressure for us to get married in a church. And I remember talking to a priest at one point, a priest that wasn't involved in the ceremony. And I had mentioned to him, I was like, I don't know that I want to get married in this church. And he knew I was an atheist, and we started talking. One of the things he said was, "Like, does it?" He's like, "Would it matter if you got married in, you know, outside?" And I was like, "No." He's like, "Would it matter?" And he started naming off all these places. I was like, "No, it wouldn't matter where I got married." And he's like, "Exactly." So why not get married in a church? And I was like, "Touche, fine, sir. I don't. I guess it doesn't matter as much to me." So we wound up getting married in a church. We had to go through a pre-cana process in order to get married in the in the Catholic Church. And um, my wife was a devout Catholic for many years. I would say in the last five years. Uh, she fell away from the church, and there's some reasoning behind that. And uh, my wife and I uh, recently wrote a letter, and I have the letter right here. I'm going to read it. Um, it is addressed to Pope Benedict, Apostolic Palace, 00120 Via de Pellegrino, and that's in uh, <laughs> Vatican City. And uh, I wrote to, uh, to Big Popa this letter, uh, and I wanted to read it to you right now. To whom it may concern, on June 17th, 2000, my wife and I were married at, and I tell them what Catholic church we were married at. During the pre-cana, my wife and I were candid with the priest about our own faiths and our possible future raising children. The priest knew that I was an atheist, but I did promise that if I did have children, I would raise them Catholic. A few years later, my wife and I had several serious discussions about becoming parents. After months of discernment, we decided that child rearing was not for us. When my wife talked to her priest about this, she was told that we should get an annulment, as one of the major tenets of Catholicism is to multiply. These words struck my wife very hard. In fact, it shook her faith. She since then has distanced herself from the church and has become a universalist. This blatant rejection is the purpose of this letter. From today forward, my wife, and I say her name, and I, and I give my name, wish to no longer be recognized as a married couple in the Catholic faith. We will still be keeping this civil union, as it means a great deal to both of us. But as far as a Catholic marriage is concerned, you can consider that bond dissolved. We will do no more paperwork or or consultation on this annulment. My wife and I will consider this matter closed. We would like to thank you and your institution 
for your rigid adherence to this tenet. <laughs> Without this, we would not have been able to grow as people and realize the real importance of our marriage are not that institution recognizes it, but that we do. It really comes down to us loving, loving our bond exponentially more than you do. If there is some record of our marriage in your church, please destroy it at your earliest convenience. We will be keeping our marriage certificate to show that we are still a union under Illinois law. Sincerely, I was going to put fuck you there. You think that's a little harsh or? Maybe a hair. Okay, all right. Just a touch. I'll keep sincerely, and then I give our names. So uh, in honor of my anniversary, which is tomorrow, I'm sending this letter to Big Pulp uh, to to tell him to go kindly go fuck himself and take his Catholic marriage with him. You could also have addressed that to Palpatine at One Death Star Plaza. (laughs) No, Death Star was blown up a couple years ago. (laughs) It's going to have to go to Coruscant. So so I just want to say that that this has been a great experience, and uh, and Sarah, I love you. Happy 12th anniversary, and uh, Cognitive Dissonance starts now. Be advised that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. is Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode, we blast anyone who gets in our way. We bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical, it's political, and there is no welcome, Matt. You know, Cecil, that was very heartfelt, and I I appreciate you reading that. I want to add the following. Vagina. I'm just throwing that out there. I could put that in there and make the Pope blush. (laughs) Just, you know, you never know. It makes old white guys blush, it turns out. Turns out. It turns out. Not the the favorite. It's the word of the week. Yeah. This episode brought to you by the word vagina. And the letter V. (laughs) And the letter V. (laughs) (laughs) We have a whole shit ton of awesome awful fucking stories for you this week. Uh, but we're going to lead from a story with the in- from The Independent. Uh, this is terrific. Gay marriage is one of the worst threats in 500 years! <laughs> says Church of England. 500 years. And they've been keeping track. They have a very detailed leisure about threats. Right. Yeah. The, the Church of England is worried that gay marriage is the big threat? Yeah. Really? It's not your fucking irrelevance. <laughs> Maybe you might want to consider that a bigger threat. Sure, sure. Church seems, of England. Yeah. Hey, Cecil, yeah. how many people do you know belong to the Church of England? <laughs> well, everybody in England. <laughs> wah, wah. <laughs> yeah, but isn't that just like mandatory? Yeah, you it's have like, to. I think you have to. I don't know. Like you right. wake up when you wake up in the like when you when you get born, you come out and they put like, you know, like how we grade beef here with our stamps. They stamp you there <laughs> with like the Church Prime. of England. It's like on the, you know, on your on your right ass cheek or something. <laughs> just, yeah, that'd be fantastic if they branded babies yeah. with Church of England stamps. <laughs> Property <laughs> of the Church of England. Right. I own you, bitch. Yeah. At least yeah, it's not the it's, Catholic Church, because when you're branded by the Catholic Church, they do a different. They use a different instrument. It turns it's out. It's true. Yeah. It's true. It yeah. turns out they have to use it again yeah. and again and again. <laughs> it's a rebranding process. I gotta say, I gotta say, if you're against gay marriage, you couldn't have picked a gayer photo than the photo on this article. 
I know, right? It's it's like, wow, let's what do we have here? Yeah. How about a, how about this guy looking like he's about to bow down to the fucking phallic <laughs> altar there in just a few moments? I also like the critics yeah. dismissed the church's stance as overly dramatic. <laughs> That's, that's, what a what an awful thing to say to somebody. It's like, oh, you're just being a fucking drama yeah, queen. Exactly. <laughs> what I love is they say in this article, Tom, they say, but the church counters that the proposals changes the meaning of marriage, which is defined by both canon and parliamentary law. You know, I understand maybe changing canon law, but they're saying, who cares? It's not about the canon anymore. And it changing parliamentary law, like, I'm sure there was a fucking slavery law that you had. That's been changed. Parliamentary law gets changed. That's what right. happens to it. Yeah, laws change. That's the thing about laws. Yeah. They just change. Turns out, and, you know, yeah. it's like it, you, you're telling me that this is one of the biggest threats. This isn't one of the biggest threats. What this is is an indicator light on the dashboard of your continuing irrelevance. Right. That's really what it is. That's why nobody cares. That's why everybody dismisses you. Like, wow, well, we we disagree with it. Well, we don't care about you. You're not an important part of, of daily life. Right. You don't have a stranglehold on morality or uh, what's right and wrong. So <laughs> yeah, it's not gay marriage that's the problem. It's your irrelevance that's the problem. Nobody cares about you, Church of England. <laughs> They even say it here at one point. He says uh, the person who's uh, involved in this, one of the bishops, I think it's the the Bishop of Leicester or whatever, <laughs> um, says <laughs> – I probably mispronounced that. We're going to get fucking six letters on how I mispronounced that. Um, it says, if a, if a category of marriage is created which separates the church's understanding of marriage from that of the state, it is bound to have some effect on the relationships of the church and its locality. No kidding, <laughs> asshole. Like, fucking, that's the fucking point of the law, dude. Right. Don't you feel like they've got this backwards? Like, they're saying, like, wait a minute, wait a minute. We won't be as important. And it's like saying, like, no, 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 no. You're not important. Yeah. And that's why we're ignoring You're you. You're already not important. Yeah. Right. It, it, you're not you've got this all backwards yeah. the Church of England. Gosh. Wasn't the Church of England created anyway so that so that a king could divorce fucking his wife? <laughs> wasn't wasn't the Church of England actually created in order to bypass other moral restrictions? Yeah, I mean only technically. Uh, so now the Church of England is upset that somebody's trying to bypass their moral <laughs> restrictions? Just create a new Church of England. Yeah, what is they? What are they? Because they turn about his fair play. <laughs> create a new one, right? Church of New England. Oh, wait, wait, no, that's a that's different, different place. <laughs> <laughs> new Church of England. That's better. Did. That's better. I just pray over this equipment. We speak over the PowerPoint presentations, the, all of the video projectors, and we we'll say, devil, we know what you love to do in meetings like this, and we say you will not, in Jesus' name, you will not prevent this message from going out. No microphone problems in Jesus' name. So this next story comes from Bay News 9, the finest news in the Bay. Teacher try to rid teens of demons, say police. This story is from St. Petersburg, Florida, because of course it is. Florida. <laughs> yeah, Florida, the place where you get the most mug shots. Um, this is utterly insane. She convinced a couple of teenagers that uh, they had demons inside their bodies. And, of course, the only way to get rid of demons is to cut yourself with broken glass and then burn the wound shut with a heated up house key 
to prevent the demon from getting back into your body. Because, I mean, who doesn't know well, there's that? There's lots right? of ways. Tom, that's not the only way. There's no, lots got, of ways. Other... Like, you can, I, I've heard that you could, like, hold a hex nut under your tongue. That keeps demons away. <laughs> there's another popular way, Tom. You hold one heated Pop-Tart over your eye. Just over the left eye, and it will keep the demons away. No, man, that fucking filling will yeah. blind you. <laughs> that filling, that's the thing that gets the demon out, because the filling touches you, and the demon's like, fuck <laughs> that. No, no, I'll take a fucking burning house key all day to Pop-Tart <laughs> filling. No shit. Somehow your toaster converts that filling into magma. Yeah, it like it's like immediately like what the I'm fuck? I'm surprised it like, doesn't erupt out of your tongue. <laughs> like it doesn't like shoot a geyser of fucking cherry filled fucking flavoring all over your kitchen and then kill you all because it will. That's like falling into a vat of, a vat of fucking molten lead. You know, fuck that, that. shit is fucking Terminator yeah. style <laughs> destruction. <laughs> dun 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 dun. <laughs> Now, hold on. Now, this is what she did. What, what she did was she cut them open, like you said, with glass yeah. and then sealed it with the key. Now, well, I got to say, if you had, say, a bat in your house, yeah. you wouldn't fucking knock down a wall to get the bat out of your house. You wouldn't be like, fuck, there's a bat in my house. Quick, go get the bulldozer and then some cellophane to fucking tape that shit up. You would find, like, you'd figure out a way to get the bat out with the least damage possible to your abode. That would be the plan, right? Unless you're like that squirrel cop guy from This American Life. But that's a different, that's a different show. <laughs> so if you, if you, but seriously, you would figure out a different way. Like, are the Catholics so good at this? That they're like the animal control of the demon world, that they don't have to cut you open, they don't have to reseal that shit up with a key, that they just show up and they're like, I can get you out just by telling it to go away. Like, are they better at it than this woman? I don't know. Maybe maybe she's got – I mean, I like that she uses a key and a piece of glass. Right. Because why – were there no knives available? She also – she doesn't even do it. She instructs another teen to do it. So, like, you got your buddy standing there, right? right? Sure. So yeah. you remember when you were a teenager yeah. and your teacher was like, hey, there's a demon in your best friend. Here's a fucking shard of glass. I'll heat the key. <laughs> Let's get this shit done. What? Yeah. What? One of my favorite quotes from this from this article is, the executive director of the center says Hawkins recently got, Harkins, I'm sorry, recently got into a religion, but she's not sure what it's about. Well, she fucking is now. <laughs> She sure fucking do it now. She's, she's into have, fucking key burning. She's going to have plenty of time to study her religion behind bars. And there'll be a lot of people to reinforce that religion there because there's a lot of a lot of religious criminals. So she'll have a lot. She The Bible study group there will be fine for her. Right. And they don't let you have <laughs> heated keys. So she's going to be fine there. The, the thing is that once you get to prison, she's going to be in fucking heaven because they're all possessed yeah. by demons. Oh, yeah, yeah. So she's just going to be like leaping about with glass, just cutting everybody's back. And I'm sure they'll be grateful for it. Sure. She goes to Gardarian. She's a fucking key master. (laughs) 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 My favorite part of this this article, as Tom said, it's from Bay News 9. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, It says, police say Harkins also poured perfume on a 16-year-old's right hand and lit it on fire in a, in a ritualistic burning to expel evil spirits. They also forgot the line, and to look totally badass. They forgot that line. <laughs> this is going to look so cool. Dude, I'm going to light this perfume on fire in your hand. Yeah, we're going to burn you. Oh, no, no, no. Don't worry. It's a ritualistic burn. Oh, oh, fucking well, A. Fuck yeah. Bring it on. Yeah, you didn't say that, that it was going to be a ritualistic burning, because that sounds good. <laughs> that's fucking exciting now. Man. 
As long as there's a ritual involved. Yeah. Fucking idiot. What's wrong with these two teenagers, too? I know, who listens? Like, at a certain point, you got to think, you know, you listen to the teacher because they're an authority, but at a certain point, you got to be like, um, demons aren't real, lady. Uh, you're weird. I'm calling the principal. <laughs> right. So, like, once, once she's like, okay, okay, now we've got to burn you. Like, well, this has gone fucking too far. Already I need stitches. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Don't worry. We'll seal the wound up with this heated up house key. What? So this next story is from thinkprogress.org. And I like this story a lot. Louisiana lawmakers object to funding Islamic school under new voucher program. Um, so the Louisiana legislature uh, narrowly passed a, an education spending bill that allows students in low-performing districts to pay for private school tuition using state-funded vouchers. And the religious have been pushing voucher programs all across our country for a very long time. And they push them on a couple of different grounds. The first being the the, the rallying cry that is oft used of religious freedom. Yeah, I got religious freedom and I can go to send my kids to whatever the fucking school I want. And I don't want to send them to this you know, fucking hippie commune Darwinist bullshit public school system. <laughs> hippie commune. <laughs> <laughs> Full of fucking yeah. liberal pinkos. You know, and the, and the other one is just the, the economic argument that the voucher system they feel is, you know, some people feel is more uh, fair. You know, hey, I'm paying taxes. It's my money for education. I can use it to send my kids to whatever batshit crazy school I want. Uh, it's it, it's backfiring on them, Cecil. Yeah, and, you know, it's backfiring in the most delightful of ways, it right? turns out. Like, the kind of ways where you sit back, like Mr. Burns, like, where your, your fingers are pointed up and you're going, excellent. Like, you're so happy <laughs> that it's backfiring in such a way. Because they, they're fine with all the Catholic or not Catholic, they're fine with all the Christian schools. Doesn't matter what the Christian school is. If it's a Christian ideology, that's fine. But the moment the, the Islamic school asked for a certain number of vouchers, it was 38 was what they wanted. Um, and some of them I've taken as many as 300 vouchers. But the 38 comes in and they're like, no, 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 I, don't, I won't support this. And at one point, this guy, he's representative Kenneth Harvard. He's a Republican from Jackson, says uh, he says at one point, um, basically explaining that it's going to be funding Islamic teaching. He says, I won't go back home and explain to my people that I supported this. Why will the bigots kick you out of the bigot club? Like what happens? <laughs> well, the answer is yes. Yeah. And then the bigot club in this case is, you know, the Louisiana legislature. Yeah. Well, I just, <laughs> that's, that's his bigot club. The one thing that we were talking about before the show, Tom was the voucher system. And I'm not – I don't really have any opinions on the voucher system, mainly because I don't have children. My tax dollars you know, f- go to paying for children to go to school, but I don't get to see any of that cash. I don't get to see the fruits of that at all because I don't have any children. The one thing that strikes me though, uh, if the students are getting these vouchers back from the government to send them to private school, part of me says, well, where's my voucher? You know, why don't I get, as a child-free person, why don't I get money back then? If you're giving money back to the people to decide on their education, give me money back and I'll promise to spend it on my education. I don't think that's a terrible idea. If you don't have kids, maybe you you do get some money for, for continuing education as an adult person. 
That's not a ter- that's not a terrible idea at all. I think the voucher system is kind of fucked up personally. Uh, yeah, um, you know, after what you ex- talked about earlier, I think I'm starting to agree with you. You know, my my feeling is, um, you know, as a property owner, um, public schools drive property values. You know, you look at there, there's a there's a one to one correlation between uh, areas with the best schools and property values. So funding your public schools helps to drive property values uh, dramatically because that's where people, you know, young up and coming, upwardly mobile uh, couples who are going to have kids. That's a primary consideration for where you're going to move when you purchase property. So um, and I think the voucher system um, only defunds public schools and hurts public schools and frankly will only hurt the most at risk uh, kids and the most at risk communities. You know, uh, wealthy communities that have a ton of fucking money that are going to be pouring mad banks into the property tax system, which, at least in Illinois, is what helps to fund the public school system. You know, those communities are going to do just fine. Um, It's communities where they look at their public schools and they say, well, our public schools are shit. I want to send my kid to a private school. I'll take a voucher and then I'll send my kid to another school. Well, the public schools are always then going to be shit. There's there's no hope then as you continue to defund these these public schools. Um, there's no hope that they're going to do well. And mostly, I think the voucher system really is a way for uh, the government to fund uh, parochial schools and religious schools um, and and not fund them directly. It's an indirect funding of religious institutions. You know, it's I think they're a fucking awful idea personally. Yeah, and and you know, like you say, you have every right to send your child to private school if you want. You just don't get to benefit from the you, normally you don't get to benefit from the tax dollars that go to spend on the public schools. I think, you know, I, I'm leaning more to I think that that the voucher program feels more like the free market. Like it feels like, "Oh, well, it's free market. You get to decide where your child goes." But then the public option becomes so diminished because there's no there's not a lot of funding that goes into it that the you know probably the most most of these these vouchers don't completely cover the tuition so you you probably have a a, a lot of poorer students that can't actually pay for it. Yeah, that's and that's generally the case is you get you get x amount of dollars which does not cover, you know, the the cost of a private school education so the you know families have to make up the difference. Yeah. And then, you know, and the, and the families that can, can, you know, I send my kid to um, like I sent him to a preschool system. We don't have a publicly funded preschool system in Illinois. So I sent my kid to preschool and it cost um, a fair buck. It cost about ten thousand dollars last year to send him to to preschool. Um, that included some daycare hours as well. But um, and, and I did that because I wanted to and I can afford it. And that's the system. Um, and that's not a very good system no. for education. No. Um, I want to and I can afford it is not really a system. That's just that's like saying like we have a a system for, uh, you know, how to purchase speakers. If you want them and can afford them, you buy them. Yeah. Like, well, that's not a system. That's just you bought a thing. Yeah. <laughs> I just bought an education. Right. I don't think education should should work that way. And I, but I think it's hilarious that this, you know. We, we want these vouchers. Well, we don't want Muslim vouchers. Yeah, and then it's, just, it's the same thing with, well, we want prayer in school, but we don't want a Muslim to say the prayer in school. You know, right. well, it's the same yeah. fucking thing. We want the Ten Commandments. We don't want whatever, you know, this is another point where our religious uh, information is so lacking. We don't know. I don't even know if there's an equivalent in the Islamic 
in the Quran. I have no idea if there is a Ten Commandments in the Quran, but they certainly wouldn't want something from the Quran on the wall right. in the place of the Ten Commandments. There's a privileged place in this country for Christianity, and they don't – they always want to make sure that they say, you know, like, we are a Christian nation, whatever. So they're trying to push everything out to make sure that people recognize it. But I think it's – I think this is exactly what people need to do to sort of force that eye open and say, no, look, we're we – don't, we don't favor any religion. I have not asked you to adopt and adhere to my religious beliefs. Why are you asking me to adopt yours? And finally, Mr. Speaker, I'm flattered that you're all so interested in my vagina, but no means no. So, Cecil, this is the uh, the hot story of the week. It's very hot. This, I'm, this uh, my is, uh, collar, I'm pulling my <laughs> collar out right now, Tom. I don't know if you can hear that. Um, you can find this story fucking anywhere, yeah. but I got it from Detroit Free Press. Vagina remarks draws firestorm. Uh, this is this is pretty spectacular. Um, basically, uh, Representative uh, Lisa Brown um, and uh, Barb Byram were banned from uh, speaking by the Republican leadership. And they were banned for the uh, unpardonable sin of saying vagina on the floor. Uh, Basically, they said something like, you know, we want to keep the uh, government out of my vagina. And uh, they were the Republicans were so outraged that I read a comment uh, this week where where one of the uh, uh, decision makers said, that uh, the, the comment was so filthy, so dirty, that it could not be repeated in mixed company. <laughs> when he's saying mixed, what he means to say is, you know, like evangelicals and Presbyterians. That's the mix, right? right? <laughs> yeah. What an asshole. What are you supposed to say, Tom? I asked you this yesterday. Are you supposed to say hoo-ha? Are you supposed to say – like like when I was a kid, I used to call my dick my pee-pee, okay? And I remember when I was a kid, there was a moment when I realized you could call it something else. And I'm going to digress here for a second. Um, when I was a kid, I remember I turned to my mom because she had said something. And I said, Mom, what's a cocksucker? And my mom said, don't say that. And I was like, oh, I think I get it now. There's so, that's obviously a word that I can use. And I remember I was outside at one point, and the girl, little, little neighbor girl next door pulled my hair, and uh, I called her cocksucker. And, uh, and I hear from the – and it was one of those moments like where – where everything goes silent, like all the kids are all standing around, everybody's playing, and the little girl pulls my hair, and I scream, you cocksucker, and everything just goes <laughs> love deathly story. silent. It's just like like you could hear like the tumbleweed sort of tunk, 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 tunk as it flows past. And then I see my mom kicks the fucking screen door open, <laughs> comes stomping outside, and if I thought the guy had it bad when the you know the little girl was pulling my hair, when my mom was dragging me inside by my hair, that was a different that was a different story. And then she propped my head open inside and poured dish soap in my mouth. <laughs> As you can tell, mom, that didn't fucking work. Okay, <laughs> your plan Backfired. was thwarted. Uh, yeah, but uh, but you know I you know there's a point in your life where you realize there's other names for things, right? So when I was a kid, I called my dick my pee-pee. I'm pretty sure most girls did that. I only had brothers, right? So I only had three brothers or two brothers. I was one of three. And uh, I remember when we were kids, we called them our pee-pees. I don't remember anything else. So, but I'm sure if you grew up with a little girl, there's, there's another, there might be another name, 
But what what is a childhood? I guess do you have to revert to like what a five year old would call it? Is that what they would find acceptable? I they're they're so offended by the word vagina. So it's an, I mean, it's a, it, that's a scientific it's an anatomically term. correct yeah. term. It'd be like saying like, well, we don't want to refer to collarbone either. Yeah. <laughs> you know, somebody might get worked up because it's got bone in it. Don't you know, say it's toxic like, because that's got <laughs> cock in it. So, you know, Cecil, when I was thinking about this story last night, um, I went on UrbanDictionary.com and I looked up vagina. Okay. And uh, I have some options. Okay. For the, uh, the the esteemed representatives. So if they don't like vagina, here are the options according to Urban Dictionary. Kofer, cunt, pussy, twat, cooter, beaver, fish lips, taco, camel toe, muff, snatch, fuckhole, garage, oven, love button, penis glove, cock sock, cock pocket, JJ, hoo-ha, bajingo. Bajingo Spur- is the best one. <laughs> bajingo, we have a winner. We have a winner with bajingo. I would go on, but they're far more. I'll never more- call it anything but a bajingo from now on. That is absolutely stunningly brilliant. Are any of those preferable? I know. You can say asshole on cable television. That's a perfectly valid word. But you can't say vagina in this context. And, you know, of the two holes on the body, (laughs) there is one that I would maybe put my mouth on, and then the other one I wouldn't. And the one you can say on TV is the one I would veer clear of. Like, I just don't get it. Like, wait, this guy, what does he, how does he refer to it? Does he just, as soon as somebody starts talking about female anatomy, he has to shush them and like cover his ears and be like, oh, I can't, I can't, I can't even think, I can't even think about it. <laughs> they bleed from there for God's sake. This just shows me how, how terrified these men are of, of the female body. You know, they're just, they're terrified of women. It's, you're so afraid of women that you think vagina is a dirty word. Vagina is a dirty word. Tell your wife to take a shower. Like that's wash your damn vagina. (laughs) There's an easy solution to that, but it's for real. Like you're so fucking afraid of women that you're terrified to hear aloud the anatomical term referring to their genitals. Kidding, right? Like you fucking goobers. I mean, this is such an embarrassment for the people of Michigan. It is really such. it, It should be. And, and like I was telling you earlier, like, don't you really think that the guy who's like, ah, you're banned from speaking. Oh, God, you used a dirty, dirty word, you know. Like, don't you think his his, his partner sitting next to him is like, shut up. Yeah. Shut <laughs> up. Making an idiot that's of really yourself. what it's called. Yeah, that's exact. That is what it's called. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just feel like, too, this is a perfect example of how our government is run by people that are ridiculously out of touch and also males. You know, right. like if that if that room was half females, because, you know, it's not if that room was half females, then that's a different story. Now you're talking about because he would start to say something like I would ban you. They'd be like, well, fuck, we all have vaginas, dude. Shut up. Sit down, you old fart. <laughs> right. Get that guy out of here. And get the guy with the walker out of here. Just fucking escort him out. You shouldn't be governing people if you can't even talk about the entire person. <laughs> I'm making rules for you. I am afraid of you. <laughs> Wait, what? Really? But Django. <laughs> but Django. You're an atheist. Give me a fucking break, Michael. All right, you know what? We need to start going to church every week. 
Um, an atheist subjected a devout Christian woman to a relentless campaign of harassment in which he smeared dog feces on her car and urinated on her doorstep. I find his argument a little weak. <laughs> once you once you resort to the dog poop and urine, at that point you just got to sick. You've got to concede the argument. Well, no, you've I mean I think, just say, I think I either lose. you either you're using the dog poop and the urine to enhance your argument or you're going overboard. I think I don't think he's going far enough though. I think he needs to get the chicken blood in there. I think that has to happen at some point. He probably has to kill his neighbor's dog. I think that happens at one point too. Yeah, it, 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 he's got to escalate this. Yeah, I mean, like you just can't he's got stop. To. This it, it feels almost like namby pamby at this point. You're like, okay, yeah, the shit, whatever. Now look, when are you gonna like do a uh, like a home invasion with a knife and hold her at knife point? Because I think that's your next step. It, it, I, I love that his lawyer, his lawyer, told magistrates. It is utterly bizarre. He ought to see his doctor. I love that they have magistrates, by the way. <laughs> when your lawyer is like throwing their hands up and being like, well, that's fucking weird. Yeah, right. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And, uh, this guy. and we, we want to say that this guy is an atheist. There's no, you know, we're not going to yeah, hide right. behind the no true no. atheist uh, fallacy on this one. The guy's an atheist. And... I finally have an example. I've been looking for one of these for a long time, Tom. A lot of people will say, you know, like, well, Stalin was an atheist. And you're like, yeah, so what? But they didn't, like, go out and be like, well, I'm going to kill all these people because they they go against my atheist beliefs. He did the man-made starvation for a different reason. Uh, he didn't do it. He didn't do it because he was because he was an atheist. He was an atheist and he did something bad. So you're making the correlation. This guy is the first guy I've ever seen that specifically did something because he's an atheist. Right. And I'm like, okay, I finally have an example. So when somebody says, you know, like, well, you always say that uh, that the Christians went out and killed a bunch of people because they're Christians and the Muslims killed a bunch of people because they're Muslims. What about the atheists? I'll be like, yeah, that one dude smeared poop on somebody's car. <laughs> yeah, dude, you're totally that's right. Comparable. That's equal. That's equivalent to flying planes into the World Trade Center. You're absolutely right. It's just it's right there. Yeah. It's like, you know, like suicide bomber. Yeah, it's bad. Poop. Look. That's also bad. Do not inconvenience me with dog poop. That's all I'm saying. And wait, you know, you really got to want it if you're going to be smearing the dog poop because you got to get you got to fucking work that shit at that time. You got to you know, maybe you're using a plastic bag, but you still got to smell that stuff as you're fucking grinding it away on something. Yeah, there's no way that that is a pleasant task. That's not a good task. That's not a task anybody would choose to do. I have to wonder if the dog poop part of the whole thing was premeditated. If he was sitting in his room thinking, God, I got to convince her of the air of her ways <laughs> how 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 do i drive these religious myths from her fucking skull dog poop no not just dog poop smeared dog it's poop. poopy no. go for the no. poopy and urine oh, i'm gonna urinate you gotta to use the uh, the ways in which we expel waste in order to convince people of your this argument teach you this is ontological dog poop <laughs> ah, <you're> what <laughs> Fucking nut job. Yeah, this guy's a fucking you know, goob. Remember that time the atheist knocked on your door to convert you to yeah, atheism? Yeah, no kidding, right? Yeah, that that didn't really happen that, because this guy shows that that's a fucking bad idea. It, and it, you know, it's not only that. It's like it's like why do you care so much? Right. Who cares right. whether your fucking neighbor believes some crazy? Sh- you know, I'm sure your neighbor believes a number of crazy things. Uh, you know, maybe your neighbor believes in astrology. Are you going to go over there and knock on the door and be like, Look, you got to knock the sh- astrology shit off. I saw you had a fucking K- 
cancer sticker on your car and <laughs> I'm pissed off or whatever. You know, you know you're, I'm sure there's a – you know, people you meet throughout your life believe all kinds of weird stuff. We had an astrology discussion at my work one day where people were talking about, oh, that guy's a Taurus. I'm thinking That's the, this is the dumbest conversation I've ever been in in my life. <laughs> I've, ne- I've, been, I've been around people that can't – like little children that can't even speak yet and had better conversations than them. <laughs> So uh, the the idea that you're gonna you're gonna try to convert people away from that when somebody starts talking about astrology around me, I don't jump and be like that's it is stupid and then smear my poop on them. And the, <laughs> the first thing I say, I, I just go, oh, that's interesting, and then I stop talking to them because I don't right. care what they believe. Well, uh, you should. <laughs> Should, you know, I should you care. Should. With my, you should start caring. I should, you care, should start. I should care so much that my bodily fluids care. Cecil, I am going to send you FedEx. Uh, you know, because we live like 35, 40 miles sure, yeah, away. Yeah. So it's fucking, yeah. I'm going to send you FedEx a box of poop. Box of poop. Yeah, that you can keep with you for any of those. For smearing uh, purposes. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, if you're trying to convert somebody and you're like, it's really like an atheist baptism. Right, right. Right? It's Absolutely. just smearing dog poop on your car. <laughs> just send me one of those sandwich spreaders so I can move it <laughs> So we're going to take a break and give you all the information you need to find us on Facebook. Uh, to find us through our email, Twitter, Google+, and give you our voicemail number so you can call up and leave us messages. If that's not enough for you, then there's nothing we can do to make you happy, damn it. We could smear we'll poop. Be, we could smear poop. Yeah, if you want to give us your address, we'll come and smear some we'll poop on your you car. a box of poop with a sandwich spreader. <laughs> <laughs> you have to smear it yourself. Yeah, you're self-smearing. So. <laughs> and we'll return in just a moment to ruin the rest of the show. You can email these assholes at dissonance.podcast at gmail.com. For more information on this or any other episode, visit the Cognitive Dissonance website, dissonancepod.com. Like our show on Facebook to join in the conversation. Just search for Cognitive Dissonance in Facebook or go to our website for the link. You can converse with us on Twitter. Our Twitter handle is at dissonance underscore pod. Help us out by retweeting and reposting our shows. You can call us and leave us a message at... 740-74-DOUBT. That's 740-743-6828. Long distance rate supply. Your help is fucking greatly appreciated. So Cecil, this next story is tragic and bizarre and bizarre again and tragic again. Uh, This is from Huffington Post. Peter Lucas Moses of North Carolina, because North Carolina's really winning the crazy race this year, uh, pleads guilty in deaths of woman and boy that he thought was gay. This man murdered a 28-year-old woman and a 4-year-old child. 4-year-old child! Because he thought they were gay. I, I don't even know how to, to express how insane... And wrongness, like, you know, it's, it's that idea like, well, why do you care, you know, that um, that there's all this opposite? You know, you're not gay. Why do what, what difference does it make to you? Well, I don't know. Maybe because fucking people kill 28-year-old women and 4-year-old children because they're gay. This whole idea that like, well, you know, gay is a choice. Really? You read, I would read once, if this was a choice, you'd read one story like this and be like, I'm not making that choice. Right. <laughs> what? I could be killed? No way. And what other choice in the world do you make and you get killed for like that? There's no other choices that you could make that there's very few that you could. I mean, you could choose to like, I don't know, 
rape a kid of like a fucking uh, special forces guy or something like that. Right. And that's a way in which to get yourself killed, right? <laughs> uh, but for the most part, there's not many choices that you make in your life that are not, uh, you know, completely abhorrent that would result in you dying from. In this case, you know, the choice is you're gay. I'm choosing to be gay. Well, now you're going to die. Like there's no other consequence for for decision making like that that we have. We just don't have it. No, and there's no – I mean it's exactly right and it's not a surprise. You read the rest of this crazy fucking story. Oh, and, gosh. This guy you is know, a fucking nut hut. This guy is uh, the leader of a radical religious sect. <laughs> Try to contain your surprise. Yeah, no kidding. Um, who, whose members called him Lord? And he lived with at least three women who he counted as his wives. He had nine children in a one-bedroom house. And his sect is the Black Hebrews. Jesus, were his kids shaped like Legos? How do you stack them? You have to stack them in order to fucking house them. Maybe that's really what happened here. Maybe he was trying to interchange their parts. Oh, no. Because, like, Legos, you can, like, pull the head right off. Right, yeah. You know, and put it on a new... Absolutely. You need to save space. I would have kept the four-year-old around, though, unless all of them are younger than four. That's, uh... What the fuck? And, you know, it was the religious belief that motivated yeah, this killing. Absolutely. This is this story, actually, I don't know if you remember, but when we had Jake on, he mentioned this story. This was the story Jake was referring to when the four-year-old patted somebody else on the ass and then the father killed him. Uh, it's a four-year-old. Yeah, it's a four-year-old. And, you know, like, like I guess that's – I guess the person is insane, but the person is latching on to these religious beliefs – and, you know, at one point they call themselves um, the black – they call themselves the black Hebrews. They thought that they were directly a, a descendant from the ancient tribes of Israel. And they were also uh, said to believe that a forthcoming race war will leave the blacks dominant and supreme. Like this person is a fucking nut hut. Like they are fucking cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. They shouldn't have – you shouldn't have children if you're fucking this crazy. How did this – how do people like – like, we know all this about them. I wonder if, you know, does DCFS stop by and they're like, oh, yeah, we're, we're just waiting for the race war. Yeah, that's all. No problem. We're just stacking we're just our kids out. up in the closet here because we got a one bedroom. So we're just yeah, we stacking the room. kids. We're not, it's not even full. Yeah. There's only nine kids. Look. Three women, yeah. one dude. It's a normal, regular sort of God. situation. What a just fucking whack job, man. Fucking 13, 13 people in a one bedroom house. I'd start killing some yeah, of them, too. Yeah, admittedly. To know. be... To be totally fair, yeah. when you've got 13 people in a one-bedroom sure. house, you got to start, you know, How many separating you the got? weed from the chaff. How many bathrooms you got? Probably one, right? One? Yeah. With three well, women in the house? Bedroom. With three yeah. women in the house? Come on now. And nine kids? Yeah. yeah that place would be like a litter box. <laughs> That's disgusting. <laughs> I was going to say we should have an award for, like, the craziest state of the week, but North Carolina at this point— it's been winning for weeks. You know, and at this weeks point, you know, it's like it's like knocking a New York Times bestseller off the top of the list. It's like it's, it's 160 the fucking Babe Ruth weeks. of crazy. It's like yeah, 160 weeks at the top. It's its fucking <laughs> own little uh, million little pieces. You know what I mean? It's like up on the top forever. Marriage, marriage is what brings us together today. Marriage, that blessed arrangement. That dream within a dream. So this next story is from Alternet.org. Um, and this story is interesting. It uh, basically compares the divorce rates um, and correlates those with uh, denomination. 
a religious denomination. And the evangelicals are the uh, have the highest divorce rate of the uh, other Christian denominations compared. Uh, that's not a shock to me. That's, that's not a shock to me. I think once you have a, a religious ideology that's so fucking rigid, um, I, don't, I don't see how you just, you know, to be part of a marriage is to be part of compromise, right? I mean, to have a successful marriage is to, is to be able to be flexible in a lot of ways, in a lot of parts of your life. And when you are raised in a religion that, that teaches you to rigidly fix your mind, I don't even I don't see how you could have a functioning relationship over a long period of time with another person that relies on compromise as its as its foundation. Yeah, uh and this is one of those things where when you see um how they treat marriage and then they talk about it being sacred, uh several of the people in your mar- in your in your religion are getting divorces at, at you know, we're talking a third a third of them are saying are giving it up. Um, national divorce statistics in America at, at one point were up to fifty percent. I don't know what they are now. I don't really care what they are now, to be honest with you. So don't send me an email and tell me what they are. Um, but I don't know what they're at. But I know that at certain points they've been up to fifty percent before. So we're talking about you know a, a good deal of people in, that are getting divorced, and yet we still stand behind this idea that you know well it's fine to get married as a, as a heterosexual and then to throw that marriage away and say, no, I, you know, I didn't mean it that time. Let's just, let's just skip it. And then, you know, keep on doing it, but you can't let homosexuals have the same thing because that would sully the, the, the marriage that would sully the idea of marriage. No, it's, that's a ridiculous idea. And that, and, and, and this is a great way to point it out. Um, I don't particularly find marriage sacred at all. I don't think marriage is sacred, period. I think the bond I have with my wife is sacred, but it's sacred because I make it sacred, not because somebody else, some outside force is making it sacred. It's sacred because I chose it Um, and it's sacred to me in particular. Uh, And so that's how I think we need to look at this. Um, It's none of my business whether these people – who gives a fuck whether they get divorced or stay together or fucking explode? I don't care. (laughs) So so the fact is is that that the only reason why we would ever want to bring this up is because when they start fucking getting on their high horse about how moral they are and how they're they're just – you know they just don't want to change the definition of marriage. And you're like, yeah, well, that's because you don't care about marriage and here's the fucking facts. Yeah, it, it, it's interesting too. Reading through the, the this, it's, uh, the data shows the highest divorce rates are in the Bible Belt, uh, Tennessee, Arkansas, Alabama, and Oklahoma round out the top five. Um, atheists are uh, much less likely, much less likely, atheists and agnostics than even Catholics uh, to get divorced. Um, you know, there's a hypocrisy here that's not it's not difficult to to, to point out. Um, and like you said, who fucking cares? I don't have a problem with divorce. I don't have a problem at all with divorce. Right. I think it's totally reasonable thing to say I love you and then 20 years later to say I don't. You know, let's move on. Whatever. Fucking things change. Lives Absolutely. are long. Absolutely. You know, people change. Circumstances change. We live a fucking long time. Um, but I'm also not busting the fucking rocks of, of gay people and saying, like, you shouldn't be able to love each other properly. Yeah. You shouldn't be able to be recognized in our country because, 
you know, you're damaging marriage yeah. and marriage is sacred and all this nonsense. Like you said, it's really marriage is so sacred. 34% of non-denominationals. That's a, that's a lot of you guys. Yeah. It's fucking, and how many of those people do you think get remarried? Oh, sure. I mean, a lot of them, Tom, they, you know, and, and just like you said, you, we finalize these relationships with other human beings by saying we're getting married. We're finalizing it. We're saying this is it. Um, but really, in reality, it's like you said, there's, you know, there's fluctuations of feelings. There's ways in which you change and grow apart. It's just a natural, you know, ebb and flow of relationships. Um, so to to obsess about it seems ridiculous. Uh, and it seems it seems to me like, you know, the only reason we should ever bring it up is to, is to point out their inconsistencies. Uh, one of the things that I said that the that the priest said at my wedding, and I think is kind of universal if you have a priest say it, they say something like, whatever God has joined, let no man separate or something like that. Yeah. And uh, and what this really says is that they're not even paying attention to their own religion. The thing in which that they're, you know, really, really uh, trying to force on everyone else. They're trying to force their religious values on everyone else. They're not even paying attention to the one of the most important lines in their own marriage. They're disregarding that, yet they're able to go to the Bible and flip through and find the place in Romans and find the place in Leviticus where it says their gays are bad. Well, yeah, because they're, they, they think they're icky. No, they are icky. You know. I mean, come on, it. Tom. They're icky. <laughs> oh, you were talking about the gays. I was talking about the evangelicals being icky. <laughs> So this next story is from the Express Tribune. With the International Herald Tribune, cleric declares jihad against polio campaign. Because, what? Uh, <laughs> a, a cleric uh, in... Uh, an impronounceable Muzaffaragaro uh, declared the polio campaign un-Islamic. Um, and he also said that uh, he thought that this was a Western conspiracy to render the population uh, uh, impotent, I believe. Uh, no. No, it's not. It's actually a Western conspiracy to openly give you polio vaccine. <laughs> so you don't get polio. Yeah, it turns out that's actually a useful thing, not a not a way in which he says something like it's going to make him impotent. Yeah, you know, you know what will render you impotent? Polio. Yeah, well, it, hey, remember that time you were in that iron lung <laughs> because of polio? I remember when I was seven, I spent my summer in an, in an iron lung. It's awesome. <laughs> I mean. It's polio. Here's what kills me is polio is one of those diseases that we are always on the cusp of eradicating. Oh God, dude. You know, like the, the, we, we eradicated smallpox. The only smallpox that still exists in the world is in labs. Uh, the U.S. has some, the USSR, uh, Russia, whatever. Who knows who's got it now yonder? But uh, the USSR had some, and then, you know, whoever owns that the, the biological weapons facilities in Russia. And I don't know if it's been separated amongst other uh, smaller nations there, but that's it. It doesn't exist in the wild. There's no wild smallpox anymore. Smallpox was a virulent killer for fucking ages. Polio did some real damage to people. It is a fucking awful disease. And we are just right on the cusp of eradicating it. 
And the only reason it doesn't get eradicated, or the primary reason it has not yet been eradicated, is these fucking insane people who keep saying things like, well, we don't want to, you know, we're, we're against the polio vaccine because we think it's a conspiracy to do this or to do that. And it's like, we just don't want polio in the world. We could get rid of a disease. I would, I would take a drop if it got rid of the common cold. Yeah, but would you want to become impotent, impotent though, from it? I mean, come but on. But it doesn't make me <laughs> impotent. <laughs> you would think that somebody who's so willing to declare jihad on things would embrace polio. They would be like, man, I love some fucking polio. It does some wanton destruction just like me. Right. Right. <laughs> fucking lunatic. Yeah. Way to go, religious leader. Yeah. So now when that kid gets fucking polio, that's your fault. Man. This is a fucking turn-your-stomach story. It really is. This story is from the CBC News. Mob attacks march against sexual harassment in Egypt. Um, About 50 women participated in a march in Cairo. Um, The march was against sexual harassment of women. Um, and there was an organized counter-protest um, that overwhelmed the women and their male protectors that had formed a ring around them and uh, attacked and groped and molested these women for trying to protest against being attacked and molested and groped. You're doing humanity wrong. It's fucking degenerates. I mean, you are a fucking degenerate when you counter a protest for people not to be violated. You are really the scum of the earth. The no one will miss you. You know when the last week when the fucking uh, the, the that jackhole fucking pumpkin head said he's like, "Go ahead, atheist, leave the country. No one will miss you." Like this is. I want to say to this like like if you fucking fell off the face of the earth, these people who fucking counter protested, no one would miss you. No one right. would pay any attention to your disappearance from humanity because you've already checked out of humanity. You've already made a decision to be a disgusting thing that I don't even want to call a human being. So fuck you, people. And yeah, to organize a protest, to think, to premeditate this, to say we are going to get a bunch of us fucking giant douchebags together to go run in and grope these girls to show them. I don't understand how this even happens. I don't understand how – well, I guess I do. You know, the only way for this to make sense – I was going to say I don't understand how it happens that you gather together with a group of like-minded peers to counter-protest the harassment of women. But the way that you do that is by growing up in a culture that doesn't respect the rights of women, right. doesn't respect the autonomy sure. of women, doesn't respect the, uh, the, the, the fact of women in your culture – and wants to continue to keep an upper hand. And what you're really doing is saying, when you're proud of protest, you're saying, I'm scared. I'm scared. I'm doing this out of fear. If you get too much control and power, it will, it will make my life change. It will, make, it, will, it will mean that I have to start considering you. I have to stop just randomly groping people. And I right. like to grope people. Yeah, I, I'll have to start considering you as a human being. And I don't want to do that. I want to continue running fucking roughshod over 50% of the population in my fucking country. That's what I want. So the, it, this is it's just fucking evil. It's just evil, man. And then, you know, I mean, I think, you know, obviously 
the biggest insult is that they do the thing that they're protesting. It's like right. if there were a group of homosexuals walking down the street and they were protesting the murder of a, you know, a, a, a gay man or a gay woman and somebody came in and murdered all of them. That would be the equivalent. You know what I mean? It's like it's right. like you're basically protesting against something and they're doing the exact same thing to you to show you. And they had to flee. They had to run away. The males that were there to protect them couldn't even protect them because there was so many. They were outnumbered. Yeah. Yeah, they were overwhelmed. Um, imagine such a thing. Imagine a group of – there's 50 people to be to be overwhelmed. You're talking about a real force of strength. That's ridiculous. That's, that's crazy. So way to go. You should they should Egypt. you know you should just be ashamed of your culture at that point. You should right. reject your culture wholesale when it does things like this. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. So see so this next story is from News 24 breaking news. First. Uh gay pageant winner murdered. It's fucking terrible. A 23-year-old man from Akuraman in the Northern Cape was murdered last Friday, allegedly because he was gay. Um, this guy was attacked at his place of work um, and murdered by two dudes. Um, and it says in here they got into an argument over his sexuality, and the attackers followed him to the room where he was staying. Um, that's where they, they evidently murdered this guy. How do you argue with somebody over their sexuality? How does that argument go? Well, Are you gay? Yes. Allow you me to present be. these premises to, right. decide, to try to dissuade you from being gay. That's not an argument. That's just barbarism. An <laughs> argument is what an argument is what you know rational people have with one another when there's a, a disagreement over the facts or you know a difference of opinion. It's not an, it's not, it's not an argument. Hey, I let's let's sit and discuss this while I fucking make a huge wound in your neck and kill and you. Kill, at first they said they were beheaded, but they won't admit to it being beheaded. They're saying now that they're just a big wound on the neck. But uh, this person who was killed, I'm gonna read directly from this article. It says was recently crowned Miss Gay Kuraman. So like that's the worst consolation prize. You nobody's gonna try to be Miss Gay Kuraman next year. That's not gonna yeah, happen. No kidding, right? You're gonna be like, no, you know what? Um, I like the tiara and all. That's nice. I enjoy the bouquet of roses you gave me, and I was able to stand on stage. I'm just not interested in the beheading part of the fucking program. That's the yeah, piece. That's, not- that's the piece that I'm a little leery about. Yeah, I'll tell you, runner up would be better. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Runner, runner up, away you know. would be better. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, this is the, this is the worst prize. It is. I mean, really, it's like it's like it's like knocking open a pinata and like bees come out yeah. of it. <laughs> I'd rather get a FedEx of poop. You know what I mean? <laughs> So there's a uh, the, the amazing meeting is coming up, um, and we have a uh, we have an idea. Um, we'd like uh, for the first five people who send us a copy to our email dissonance.podcast at gmail to so send us an email of your registration for Tam for the amazing meeting. And you can cross out or black out your uh, your address information. Well, actually, we're going to have you have to have your address information anyway, but you can cross out whatever information you don't want us to have. And uh, the first five people that send it uh, will get a cognitive dissonance shirt. We'll send it to you. Um, you have to you have to do one thing for us, though. 
If we send you the shirt, you have to promise to wear it at the TAM meeting. You have to. What, what we'd really like, Tom, I think more than anything, is if people that were going to TAM and got a shirt talked about it on Facebook on where they should meet up and then meet up and take a picture. And we promise that what we would do then is turn it into our backdrop on Facebook. You would be our Facebook backdrop. We would cut and crop the picture of people at TAM in our shirts. We would absolutely do that. So if that's something that you want to have happen, but we would we would love to see that happen. Yeah, it's it's it, it's a way for you guys to get together and, and show us, you know, a little cognitive dissonance love at the amazing meeting. Plus, it's free fucking advertising for us. Yeah, it's a free fucking T-shirt. Look, right. You know, we're paying you for your advertisement by giving you our advertisement. <laughs> so if you're interested in that, uh, email us your registration or. You know, some proof that you're going. And the first five will get uh, a Cognitive Dissonance T-shirt. I do have to warn you, though. The Cognitive Dissonance T-shirts should probably be worn with another T-shirt. Another T-shirt underneath. There, we, we went through Cafe Press, and Cafe Press just is not a great place to get T-shirts done. Um, they do really thin T-shirts. So, ladies, the headlights will be showing if you don't wear something <laughs> underneath there. Um so you, and with all the doings that transpiring about the yeah, uh, about the veg geez, comments, ooh, you know, you uh. better be careful. That's all I'm saying. So yeah, uh, definitely. Uh, the the t-shirts are, you know, they're not the greatest quality, but it's the only place that I found that we could do a ton of them. So we will send you a t-shirt if you send us the stuff. We've already told you how to do it. So go ahead if you're going to Tam, let us know, and we will send you a t-shirt. On to the mail here, Tom. We got quite a bit of mail this last week. Um, we can't cover it all. Thank you, everybody who emailed us, people we've gotten into conversations with. We're happy that we got a chance to talk to you guys. Um, we can't obviously read all the email, uh, but thanks, everybody, for sending stuff. We're going to start out with two voicemails that we got. Now, the voicemails, um, we got one from Carlos and one from someone we don't know, but we thought it was funny. So we're going to play both of them for you now, and then Tom's going to read both because one's very short, both of the Google Translates. Hey, this is Carlos, a.k.a. Deacon Sanchez of the infamous Street Preachers. Yeah. Anyway, I was just calling because one of the other podcasts I listen to, I will not mention their name, has a thing called the Peggy Challenge, which is like donating money or something like that. I don't really know, nor do I care. Anyway, I have a challenge for the listeners of Cognitive Dissonance. You can call it the Carlos Challenge. You can call it the Deacon Challenge. I don't really care what the fuck you call it. Anyway, I work night. After I get off of work, I have a ritual. Part of my ritual is to take a sleeping pill or two and then find myself a porn, put it on, and fap till my heart's delight and see how many times I can finish myself before my sleeping pill kicks in. So, here is the Carlos or Deacon or whatever the hell you guys want to call it, challenge for the listeners out there. Do this. It's free unless you need to buy sleeping pills. But yeah, take the sleeping pills, watch some porn, get yourself off, see how many times you can do it. Post results, question mark, profit. Who's that guy on the other side of the glory hole? It's Jesus. So, I'm going to read the one from Carlos first. Hey, hey, this is Carlos. Hey, JHD cam, and they'll be implement strange creature. 
<laughs> yeah, anyway, I was just calling because one of the other podcasts I listened to, I want to mention a name as a thing called the Peggy Challenge, which is like donating money or something like that. <laughs> I don't really know, nor do I care. Anyway, I have a challenge for the listeners of Cognitive Dissonance in. You can call up because John Dumont Newton John. <laughs> I don't care what the call anyway. I work night. After I get off of work, I have original part of my virtual intake, a sleeping pill or two, and then on my cell phone, put it on, on set. So my heart's delight and see how many times I can finish myself before my sleeping pill, <laughs> before my sleeping pill, Victor. So here is the Carlos, or if you can, or that, whatever the hell you guys want to call at, Jones, we're listening out there. This is free, and that you need to buy a sleeping pill. But yeah, they've sleeping pill. Watch some porn. Your cell phone. See how many times you can do it. Post results? Question mark. Bye. I love that it's your cell phone. <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's awesome. Carlos, let's, let's talk about Carlos before you read the other one. Um... Carlos, that is fucking hilarious. Uh, there's actually a movie. I don't know if you've seen it, Tom. I want to say the movie's called like Role Models or something like that. And it's a the the story is these two guys. Is that what it's called, Role Models? I can't remember. Anyway, one of the guys from like Forty Year Old Virgin and another guy like the other guy from The Rundown are in this movie. And the movie premise is that they both fucking got sentenced to do some community service and they have to basically be big brothers and big sisters to these two kids and uh and one of the guys is like this horn dog and he winds up like telling this girl in this movie he's like we're gonna take some ambient then we're gonna see how long we can stay awake and we start tripping then we can have sex or whatever <laughs> so they, they take the ambient and she keeps on wanting to fall asleep he's like tab he's like wake up wake up you gotta stay awake and she eventually passes out so they don't have sex but it's a really funny moment in the movie because i guess you know like there's this point i guess if you're on Ambien, although when you're on Ambien, you just fucking freak out sometimes anyway, but they, they, that you start to hallucinate if you stay up too late. And I think Carlos, you're doing that. <laughs> yeah. Carlos, I, I, I have to say, I admire the challenge. It is, a, you know, you know, you got to have some testicular fortitude. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, anyone who wants to, uh, Take up Carlos's challenge <laughs> yeah. and find us on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. please don't post any pictures. Uh, no. We're not interested in the pictures. We're not really interested in the results, it turns out. if you want Not so much. Yeah, if you want to no. email each other results, you know, that's fine. Uh, it, but it seems to be, the challenge seems to be maybe, you know, you might want to keep that to a subreddit somewhere that we're not subscribed to. The other one, Tom, just read. That you? On the thus side of the glory hall? It teases. It teases. <laughs> <laughs> I love that uh, that little bit so much. I'm probably going to use it in the future uh, as an intro for portions of the show. So thank you very much for sending it, whoever you are. You didn't leave your name. Um, but we really appreciate it. So we're going to get started with some email here. The first email is from uh, Braden. Braden just uh, addresses us as, hey, fuckers. And then uh, says a bunch of uh, a, a, a bunch of great stuff in here. Talks about being from Calgary. Most of this email is talking about the Calgary, uh, Calgary, and uh, the Conservative Party there and stuff. But I want to address one specific point. This is at the bottom. It says, "Love the love the fucking show. Keep up the fucking good work." Uh, one other thing: the girl giving out the contact information is she hot? Because she sounds fucking hot. Um, uh, Braden, that's my mom. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> no, actually, that's my wife. And yes, I'm contractually obligated to say she's hot. So um, <laughs> she is hot. Turns out I fell apart after we got married. Like I was a pretty good looking guy, say, you know, 12 years ago. She's stayed good looking. I have uh, since let myself go. So that's why you get married. That is though, like, the that's reason the whole... why you get married is so you can let yourself go. That's why there's a buffet yeah. at the wedding. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's like that's the cue. It's just like that's. So thank you very much for sending the email. And uh, yes, my mom is hot. So um, <laughs> we also got an email, Tom. This was this was the one. This was the email this week. That made our week, I think. In my opinion, this was the email that made my week. Um, this is from Noreen and Marvin, and they sent us a picture of both of them in their cognitive dissonance shirts, standing there smiling. This is a great picture. You should have posted on our Facebook page. Uh, I think it's great. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Yeah, I got a huge kick out of this. Thanks so much for sending us this picture. It's awesome. This is a great comment from Kim. Kim posted this on our blog. Kim said, maybe we're talking, she's talking about the, uh, the ain't no homo's going to go to heaven song that the little, uh, little bigot sang. It says, <laughs> maybe the homos, the little kids are singing about are homo sapiens, in which case it's true. No homo sapiens are going to heaven because heaven doesn't exist. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well played. Tom, you like this comment from Brandy that we got on Google Plus. Um, I did uh, because I have family in Michigan. She says, I grew up in Michigan where I can promise you. If there were Bigfoot-esque creatures, they would have been gunned down one by one by no now. No kidding, right? <laughs> uh, and then she, she goes on to say that Michigan equals gun enthusiast, hunter, wildlife expert. 13 feet of annual snowfall does unseemly things to one's <laughs> perspective. Um, all, all I will say, Brandy, is I have family in Michigan, gun-toting family yeah, in Michigan, yeah. And I concur. You know what's awesome I is every year, Tom, we go to Michigan on a we place do. that your your part of your family owns, and we fire copious amounts of guns up there because it's fucking. That's where you go to shoot all your guns for a long time. Yeah, we will. We'll shoot for a whole weekend, thousands of rounds of ammunition, and nobody comes by. <laughs> There's no police. The only time it's loud as fuck. The only time we had a guy come by, he brought a cannon. <laughs> 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 he brought a homemade cannon strapped to a furniture cart. <laughs> <laughs> and he shot a potato out of it. It was the loudest thing I've oh ever Oh, my God. There's, this, oh, there's some great video oh. of that, too, at one point. Um, <laughs> that is fucking awesome. That is so funny, that guy, Brian, coming in the cannon. I loved it. We got an email from uh, Catheter Matt uh, talking about Australia and New Zealand. It's a long email. It was very funny. Thank you for sending it, and thanks for listening. Got a lot of a lot of people recently have been giving us iTunes ratings, and we thank everybody who does it. We're so happy when people do it. Um, do give us iTunes ratings and uh, and and wind up. We got a bunch of them in other countries too now, so we're very happy about that. Uh, so thank you everybody who does that. Matthew sent us a picture. He posted it on our Facebook page. <laughs> he wound up creating uh, an uh, a picture for the assignment that you mentioned last week, Tom. He did it. Uh, the, the assignment from the from last week was uh, to create a recruitment video for the Crusades. And this is a picture of a, a crosshair shaped like a cross. We so moved the, 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 the middle crosshair <laughs> up a little bit. It's centered over a, uh, a, a Muslim at prayer. And it says, onward, Christian soldiers. <laughs> Yeah. It's pretty great. Thank you, Matthew. It says onward U.S. soldiers. Oh, it does it? Yeah. 
Eh, what are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, you know what? They're synonymous, it turns out. Right. You know, we're a Christian nation, damn it. So Finland says hi, Tom. Finland does say hi. We got this awesome and crazy email from Finland, um, and it's quite long. I'm going to read only one part of it. She says, uh, now because of the favorite podcast status of your show, it is, of course, the first podcast I listen to in the morning. And as it happens this summer, I'm working on a farm. And my first chore in the morning, around six, is to check if the cows are in heat. That's done by looking if their twats have the right kind of slime in them. So there you have it. Just wanted to share the fact that I'm fingering slimy cow pussies while listening to you. Think about that next time you're doing the show. Turns out you could say none of that on the Michigan Congress. None of it. You could say absolutely none of it. I wonder if this is like a taste test to find out. <laughs> yeah, that's disgusting. I that's, also, by the way, I just here, died a little. Uh, I, how do how do we always mispronounce every fucking buddy's name here? Um, but is it T U? Is that it? You think, Tom? I I didn't. You know, notice I didn't even try. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna say T U. I, I have no idea how to fucking pronounce your name because there you you need to buy a consonant. It turns out um, <laughs> there's way too many fucking walls in your name. But uh, but you say uh, you say on here that my laugh was really annoying. I tried to laugh as much as I could this podcast specifically for you, T U. Matt sends another email and talks about our old show, Everyone's a Critic. We are no longer recording Everyone's a Critic, but Matt mentioned it, so I wanted to say, if you ever wanted to hear some movie reviews that still exist and are still out there on the web, the old show used to be called Everyone's a Critic. We included some news and things in there uh, in most of the earlier episodes, so there's some of what Cognitive Dissonance became in there, and then there's also a movie review in every podcast, so if you're interested in hearing our take on some movies, uh, we did a movie review podcast for a about four years, and you can find that by going to everyonesacritic.org and check it out if you're interested. Um, we thought we had some in- insightful things to say, but then we found out that we we just really didn't want to watch movies that we did. We, we hey, fucking hated, so we quit doing yeah, it. That didn't work out. Four years kind of yeah. dulled that me That shit ruins you for movies, too, because people would always pick the worst fucking movie for us to watch. It was so, f- oh, God, when I have to watch the Twilight ones, I'd rather hit my fucking balls with a mallet than watch that fucking wooden shit. God. <laughs> You love Kristen Stewart so God. much. Awful. So very much. Thing. <laughs> fucking buck tooth Pants. <laughs> Pants. Uh, Javier sends us an email from uh, from Norway, and uh, and they Javier just wanted us to know that they rated us five stars on the Norway iTunes. We checked it out. Thank you, Javier, for doing it. And uh, the only black Colombian living in Norway listener that we have, thank you again for sending it. And like I said, you, if you rate us, it helps us on our our. Uh, on the list on iTunes other it helps raise us up so that we spend more time on the uh, the top podcasts if you rate us so uh, we're happy when every, whenever anybody does it and we're always tickled when we read them so thank you very much for doing it well Tom that closes it up for another uh, exciting fun filled non vagina filled uh, episode of uh, cognitive dissonance we are going to leave you as usual with the skeptics creed Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter, mommy issue, hypno Babylon bullshit. Couched in scientician, double bubble, toil and trouble, pseudo quasi alternative, acupunctuating, pressurized, stereogram, pyramidal, free energy, healing, water, downward spiral, brain dead pan, sales pitch, late night info docutainment. 
Leo Pisces, Cancer Cures, Detox, Reflex, Foot Massage, Death and Towers, Tarot Cars, Psychic Healing, Crystal Balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, Aliens, Churches, Mosques and Synagogues, Temples, Dragons, Giant Worms, Atlantis, Dolphins, Truthers, Birthers, Witches, Wizards, Vaccine Nuts, Shaman Healers, Evangelists, Conspiracy, Doublespeak, Stigmata, Nonsense. Expose your signs. Thrust your hands, bloody, evidential, conclusive. Doubt even this. The opinions and views expressed in this show are that of the hosts only. Our poorly formed and expressed notions do not represent those of our wives, employers, friends, families, or of the local dairy council. 